welcome to and unimaginable life. <laughs> Good morning. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> welcome to another episode of an unimaginable life. Today, I thought we would talk about 2023. Recap that year. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm not sure my heart can stand it, but okay. So how was your 2023? Did you do anything interesting? Anything? Uh... Uh, it was all right. Same old, same old. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> That's not true. Is that is that insulting? It's insulting because I was there with you on a lot of it. <laughs> you were there with me on a lot of it. I would say that 2023 as a whole was unimaginable. Yeah. Most unimaginable year of my life by far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. What was the one thing that pops in your mind that was the highlight of unimaginable things? One thing. Say, oh, you can say on air. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that, and you know how I am, I can be a little ambivalent about this, but the thing that pops into my mind are the retreats that we did the regular May retreat and the most recent October, and then the QLT events in between. Those were catapulting for me. They were difficult and it makes me not want to repeat them because they're so difficult for me, but they really, that's what comes to mind. So. Yeah. Including the activation in New York too. Yeah, including that one, but that that seems to be a it's like a, that's a trailer, a result of where so many things came out of the starting with the May retreat when I did the group reading and the first time to ever channel in front of a group of people. And that was just in May, right? It's yeah. been a, like less than a year for me, you know, to do that. And what has happened since as a result of that event, it's, you know, aside from the great friendships, it's just been extraordinary. Yeah. Well, that was the first time that you ever channeled. It was in front of a group. It was the first in front time. Of a group. Yeah. Yep. First time you ever did a group medium reading, which was fascinating. Everybody, that, everyone says it was. I, I that, that was fascinating for a couple of things. First, Greg's father came through and Greg's father had come through before, but Greg wasn't ready, but he was ready then. And then Michelle's father came through and it was uh, <laughs> those two people who get picked out of the whole group was hilarious. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, because at the time, of course, I really didn't know Michelle at all. I had just been introduced to her. So I really didn't want that. So I thought <laughs> she was going to think we're so weird. And, and then we also had someone's father come through that was not passed away, but had severe Alzheimer's dementia was pretty far down the line with that. Yeah, illness. which led, and, us, led us to understand that those who are in who are having uh, Alzheimer's are half there and half here. Right. That was extraordinary. Being able to cry like a baby in front of, you know, 30 people was really <laughs> really fun. <laughs> uh, not not my typical day. So not really in my wheelhouse normally. So yeah, it was um that that was incredible. Then the bizarre Joshua Live that didn't record that we did on Sunday. Well, first let's talk about the medium incredible. reading. 
that <laughs> Greg had a spirit guide who was a spirit guide for teachers. Then Michelle, who is a teacher, had the same spirit guide. So we go, oh, that's pretty interesting. And then Adam had the same spirit guide. And then you're like, oh, my God, you all have the same spirit guide. <laughs> so yeah. in this group that we know are spiritual leaders and teachers, we all had the spirit guide for teachers. What was the name? Ekajate. And then Ekajate each gave us a word. Gave us each a Sanskrit word mm-hmm. that would really, it seemed to just nail the life of every person and what they're, what they were here, what they are here to really deeply explore. I mean, it was extraordinary. Yeah. Those words. And yeah, they, they gave us those words. There was something else they gave us too, but I can't remember. Well, right I'll tell, Yeah. I remember. So some people's words were surrender and um, well, there was one, everybody had a different word. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. No, people had a couple of people had the same words because I think you had surrender as well. No, I did not. Oh, okay. No, what was yours? Every word was different. Every single word was different. What was yours? Um, mine was called yoga was yoga Maya, which was something about it, it was something about divine something illusory power. Um oh, it was right. like you know, power and illusion. It was really interesting. Mine was um, eyebrow. Yours was compassion. Oh, okay. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they were at crystals was puzzle or or right. something like that, right? right? It was it wasn't really puzzle, but it was some kind of thing to solve. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really, really interesting. And then we got all a something to say to each other. Do you remember that? That's what it was. Namaskara, which right. is like as in namaste, it, it's it's a greeting, the the light in me recognizes the light in you or acknowledges the light in you or something. And namaskara is something similar, but it's the teacher recognizes the teacher. Right. <laughs> so now we all say I mean, namaskara. I didn't even know that was a thing. Maybe right? It was like namaskara. This is something we're supposed to say to each other when we see each other and when we leave. Right. It's a greeting for us to each other. And everybody starts looking it up and they're like, oh, I was it was wild. Yeah. I have goosebumps right now just telling the story. And yeah. And then the Joshua Live, which I've done a, a thousand recordings <laughs> yeah. of all different kinds. One-on-ones mm. and group ones and retreats and events and cruises and all that. <laughs> and this was the first one ever not to record. Right. That was incredible, which led you sort of to ask a question about, was this some sort of activation that we all had? And I wanted to punch you out. Like, don't yeah, say so, that. That's a dumb word. <laughs> such a dumb word. And we're walking back from there and I'm going, I think that was an activation. And you're like, say that word again. And I'm, I'm out. <laughs> that word again and i'm leaving and it is just ridiculous and so then that night which was the last night pamela was channeling and i asked her if that was an activation and she was channeling metatron Metatron, that was was an amazing because i was talking to pamela who was translating and you were talking straight to metatron and i asked if that was an activation she said yes we asked more things and then you asked Metatron something specific. I did. And we got this answer that literally no one on earth could know but us. 
Right. It was incredible. And Pam still, as we all do, doubts that she was actually channeling. She just says, that was so weird. I don't know how I knew to say <laughs> I don't know how I knew to say that. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. She still does that to this day. Yeah. Um, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, and that was just all that one retreat. We're organizing another retreat for Orlando in March 14th through the 19th. We got a big house. Yeah, that's the uh right, that's the chosen week. So we're um seeing how many people want to come and join us for sure that's always incredible because it's, it's certainly a lot of together time, right? Just like the retreats in Newton, but we have, you know, this house that you found has a beautiful pool and an outdoor kitchen and we're close to the parks and that sort of thing. So people can join in on the stuff we're doing at the house or take a day and go to the parks, anything they want. It's really, it's really neat. I've, I always loved those when we would do those get togethers in Orlando. But yeah. before I was part of the hosting process. Beautiful. So the <laughs> retreats start again, and then we'll have one in the normal one we have here in May, uh, two to six. And then for those who join a retreat or a course or anything, there's a special surprise. We have a what looks like a castle. It's this gigantic chateau with 16 bedrooms in France, an hour north of Paris. And that was the find of the century. That was all that inspired was. that one. <laughs> that was totally such an inspired by you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Cause we were thinking yep. of doing one in England and we couldn't find anything. And so I said, well, let's just look at France because we both love France and we both have ties to France. I searched France and found this amazing place. I, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's sort of ridiculous, really. Yeah. It's place. ridiculous. I mean, it's like, it's like out of a movie. It's unbelievable. It absolutely, we should have a film crew for sure. We should. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. And what is it like an hour? Not not quite an hour outside of Paris or an right? hour by train. All right. Mm -hmm. So they all then we had the QLT retreats. Those were fantastic. A lot of fun. All science based. And what we learned about that, what I learned about that was how large a part identity plays in one's perception of themselves, one's perspective. And yep. identity. So we both went through an expansion of our identities in 2023 beyond belief. It wasn't pleasant. And still isn't. <laughs> but <laughs> it, <isn't over. laughs> it, it was very clear that to expand to higher and higher levels, you've really got to address your identity. What did you learn about identity? You know, I really learned that I, I think I always thought it was the ego that really ran my show. And, and I know that they're very intertwined, the ego and the identity, but the identity was molding my desires. So if I would get an inspiration, I, I recognize this through my filter of identity, I would twist that desire to make it fit what someone like me would do or have or say someone that I believed I was this whole package of things. It also, I really understood that it was shaping my relationships in an extraordinary way. My relationship with my daughter, of course I love and adore her, but that identity thing was what, where I was getting the satisfaction from my relationship. If 
she saw me as flawless and perfect and a great mom and all of this stuff. I really didn't care if other people saw me as that. It was her. And if she did, then our relationship was great and satisfying. But if, if she didn't, then it wasn't. That was my connection to her, was what she thought of me. And I know a lot of people will say, well, yeah, of course it is. But that's, that's not the relationship I want with anybody. So right. it was very interesting. Well, so that that aspect of your identity was put to the test when hmm. I said, when I said, let's have the retreat in April. And you said, uh, White Light is saying we should just have an unimaginable weekend that weekend. So we mm -hmm. canceled the retreat for April and we planned a trip to Savannah or something. And then... I don't know that we planned anything really. We just sort of waited to see what happened. We're like, let's just see what comes up on yeah. an unimaginable weekend. Yeah. Right. We didn't plan anything, but I think th didn't we go away? We stayed home. I don't I don't know what we did, honestly. I can't remember now, but that I don't know. Doesn't matter. But yeah, that we didn't, I don't think. I think we waited to see what was gonna happen. We may have ultimately gone away, but I don't know. So then we picked another date for the retreat. And then what happened there? Well, we, we picked another date. I don't remember why we ended we, up having to move it. I don't know if no one. First of all, we said, it. no, no, no. We said, we'll have the retreat on this date. And then we were channeling white light and white light said, instead of having a retreat, why don't you plan an unimaginable weekend that weekend? So we did. Right. And then mm -hmm. we chose one other date, one other date in time, mm -hmm. May 2 to 6, I believe. Or something oh, like yeah. that. Well, yeah, fourth, fourth or fifth. Yeah, May fourth, yeah. fourth through seventh or something. Fourth or, yeah. And so we planned that, and then everyone booked it up in that weekend. We were fully booked, mm -hmm. and then you uh, go home. Yeah, we had everybody's money. We had made the plans. We were it was approaching, and then I was at home and riding in the car with Lily, and yeah, she just said, "Hey, guess what? My college." graduation is four years to the day of my high school graduation. Isn't that interesting? And I thought her high school graduation was at the end of May. And I just scratched my head. I said, well, what, what day was it? And she said, May 5th. So here we go. My daughter is graduating from college on the day of this retreat that, you know, we have already taken everyone's money for and is all planned and you guys are counting on me. And I was, I wanted to throw up a little bit. We tried yeah. to make it the next weekend, but not one person could make it that weekend. <laughs> no, we tried to move everybody. Then we even agreed to have it over two weekends, the weekend before her graduation. Because since people couldn't make it, okay, well, we'll do one the weekend before and one the weekend after and just split it up. So much work for us, but we were, oh, let's do that. That didn't work. And then I just said, wait, we're in way too much effort and struggle here. And we, you know, we were trying to make these calls. I said, just stop, just stop right now. It's interesting. That was unimaginable. I'm still dealing with a bit of the aftermath of that, but <laughs> I did miss her graduation. I watched it on FaceTime. And so can you imagine where you have to expand that identity around being a mother? You'd never make that decision on your own, but White Light knew exactly what needed to happen. And mm -hmm. it was set up perfectly <laughs> for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. It's just, it, you know, it created a lot. It created a lot of stuff that I'm still dealing with. A lot of expansion. Now. Right. Right. Well, sure. 
yeah, a lot of a lot of contrast. <laughs> a lot of a lot of contrast, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. Makes you you know really wonder you know who you are, and it's a it's a weird it's a very weird thing. <laughs> yeah. And was your identity expanded in any other area? Yeah, I think I think to I think a lot in the area of work with the QLT. I, you know, put that was putting that thing together and it was a lot and you wanted to do it, right? Do it, have a group, have people there to do it. And I didn't feel ready at all. And it was an absolute disaster as far as I was concerned, right? What did none of this, none of the slides work. I wasn't ready. I didn't know how to explain any of the stuff. I've always been very on point and prepared and that helped me to, I mean, everybody had a good time. Everyone learned a lot. And I won't say that it didn't matter that I didn't have everything ready, but I didn't and I survived it. So it, it expanded me a lot there. I don't I don't care about necessarily being on time anymore. I used to really care about that. I used to, you know, about all that appearance stuff and being prepared and having everything ready. And I don't really as much now. I still would prefer to be, but I'm not, I don't kill myself anymore like I used to. Yeah. So then we did the second QLT retreat a couple months after that. Mm. And right before it, something happened. Like we changed. Oh, we, what we did was that was the first one. Well, yeah. But then the second one, what we did was we Change took every, every <laughs> segment where there's, I think it was 12 or 14 segments. Yeah. And we shuffled them. We did. And then we rewrote every one of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Put it all in a different order. Uh -huh. And, you know, right. I mean, it had the the event of the, the QLT prior to that not happened. I would have been completely flipping out. But I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> so let's, let's add this on. Then you have this inspiration that there needs to be a course that is the bridge between where people are spiritually and the boot camp because the boot camp is so mm -hmm. intense. And I'm saying, nah, no. And then we do a channeling section session, and White Light talks about it, and they go, "Oh, that's a great idea." So then, yeah, we, right. so then we both channeled the basic training program. We did, which now has evolved into a six week program, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Then we had before QLT, we had this idea for foundations, this inspiration right. for foundations. But we put which, that in the which back was supposed burner. to be, yeah. I when I first did it and started doing the topics of it, it was a short fourteen day course that was really a, an introduction to everything that Joshua and White Light teach. That's right. what that was the idea, <laughs> right? And so then the inspiration came to do that and offer it right before the second QLT. Mm -hmm. So here we are redoing all QLT and channeling foundations all the week before the second QLT, which right. QLT stands for quantum life theory. It's a science-based explanation of spiritual principles. And we got it all done. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, we were, <laughs> we were fried, but we did. <laughs> I don't know how we did that. Yeah. So, you know, that, I mean, that's just the first, really the first half of the year it was a lot of firsts for me with, channeling and readings and that sort of thing. And then the retreat, then we had, we created two courses, two brand new courses, and then a third in QLT, which is something completely new. 
So, so yeah, it's a busy first half of the year. <laughs> well, for me, the highlight was activations, which is oh really? Okay. Yeah, because it was really showing an opening of my belief system. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from the mention of the first word activation to the first QLT, which was a couple months later, um, you had done private activations on us. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was still not buying it. And in fact, those activations we tried to record, couldn't record. It was just, it was just really funny. And then no plan to do activations for a group. And then on Sunday of the QLT, I'm out at the grocery store and I come back to everyone laying on the floor with blindfolds on and you doing an activation. Well, and I, I said, I was asked, I had told the story. I'd been telling the story over the weekend of the dream I had. And, and of course we've talked about it on this podcast as well, but, and doing the activations first for Drew and then for you and Chris and Crystal. So I had talked about that or, you know, already, but I was telling the stories of it and somebody at the retreat just said, Hey, Christy, will you do these activations on us? And I said, Oh no, 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 that's not for this weekend. That's no, no. And then it was, yeah, oh, yeah. And the whole groups, come on, come on. And I really got hoodwinked. <laughs> I was, I was under duress. I did not really want to do that. I didn't think it was the appropriate time, but of course it was the perfect time. Yeah. And so we did it and it was magnificent. And the experiences that people had during it and immediately following it were extraordinary. And that led us to a whole nother segment of what we do, which is the activation. What I like was you made Chris do it with you. I did. And and when I said, because I didn't want to do, I didn't know what I was doing. I did this by myself. And I looked at Chris. I said, okay, great. Chris, get yourself together. You're going to do this with me. He turned 27 shades of green. He was flipping out. He was so nervous. He, oh. I said, no, you can do it. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. He did. He was flipping out. He pushed past all kinds of fear. God love him. He did not feel confident. He had no idea. And it was great. We had a great time and he was, wow, you know, it's amazing. And now I, I really like doing them with him. It's so powerful when Chris and Crystal and I do them together. And Crystal had always been doing light language with her hands sort of like sign language just Mm -hmm. spontaneously move them around all the time all the time and so then she comes in and she's doing her light language which we didn't understand what chris was doing what you were doing what she was doing but it all meld together and of course the trinity of chris christy and crystal which is hilarious i know (laughs) it's so weird (laughs) i know yeah, so so activation is amazing. Now we're doing them through Zoom and that we through <laughs> with the use of crystals and pyramids and tons of woo-woo stuff and sage and all that stuff. We finally got them to record and right. we did the last one, and then the feedback has been nothing short of amazing. Right. It's incredible. Yeah. So certainly that and that's just really that well, I mean, activations, I guess, are are this year, but that's really just the things that we're the first half, right? The first half of this year was so extraordinary. I don't know. I really don't know how we got it all done. I did, especially because I was back. I'm, you know, I'm back and forth there. So. I did more. <laughs> we got more stuff done in one year together than in nine years of me doing stuff previously. <laughs> it's so wild. 
And, and we did it half time. You would think, oh, well, yeah, sure. There were two of you. I can see how it would be productive, but I wasn't there. I suppose the first half of the year, I was maybe there 40% of the time. Yeah. As the year has gone on, I spend more time there, but we did that in that short. I mean, I, of course we did stuff when we were separate, but not, not much. So it was incredible. Oh yeah. What else did we do? What else? Interesting. Oh my, well, here's, <laughs> here's another highlight. We're in Savannah. It's like 11 o'clock at night. We're sitting on the park bench in Forsyth park. And you said, Oh, I'm being called over here. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the whole story if you're looking for the podcast about the Savannah ghost. But we ended up releasing two of the most famous ghosts in Savannah or helping them <laughs> get back to the non-physical. What an experience that was. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I think uh, I, I might be, I don't want to say jaded. It's not jaded, but because I spend so much time talking to dead people that experience was extraordinary it was really fun it was incredible i don't think it moved my needle as much as it would have a couple of years ago oh okay yeah it goes yeah cool <laughs> it was a little scary too because we had no idea and as far as no. we know this had never really been done before but there was a right. lot of non-physical excitement about it and we kept asking uh, should we really do this? <laughs> they're like, you know, it's just fear. And if you want to quit, that's no problem. Right. Yeah. We definitely were let off the hook because I, I asked a few times, like, um, and, and, you know, the answers I got back were, you know, how do you feel? Do you, do you want to do it? Yeah, I do. Right. I do. I really do want to do it. Well, then there's your answer. Yeah. You want to do it, then do it. Just have fun. I, I heard from our friend, uh, Deborah Joe today, and she had an interesting message for me, but she, as we were texting and she gave me the message, then she wrapped up by saying that Frank just keeps telling her, just have fun, just have fun. Don't, there's nothing but that there is nothing but fun. And just really as much fun as she's having, he told her you're starting to get it. You're starting to get it. Right. And Deborah Joe's starting to get it. Right. That's what Frank said. You're starting to get it. Right. So clearly from the message, I'm not even close. So no, well, Deborah Joe has more fun than anyone else we know, with the exception possibly of Tammy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. Mm-hmm. The rest of us are taking sure. things a little seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah total that that whole Savannah thing, I, I just I get so much energy there, non-physical, really feel the, I just feel the energy. We'll, we'll say it's, I don't know, dead people, ghosts. I don't know what it is, but I feel it. I love going there. And that experience was a new way to communicate. But I just think it's funny because I just know that was really neat, but it doesn't come up for me often. And I think it's because I have so much experience talking to dead people that I forget that one. (laughs) Then we came back home and as we arrived, there had been this tornado that ripped through town and all the trees were down and I could feel the vibration on the front porch. Right. That was, that was cool. I, I really couldn't unless you would tell me, you would say, see if you can feel it now. And then I could feel it. 
Right. But unless without you prompting me, I, I couldn't as so it was so neat and it, it was became everywhere for you. Right. It wasn't just didn't just end up on the being on the front porch. You, you were able to feel it everywhere eventually. Everywhere in the house. Yeah. OK. But yeah. So and then we asked about it and it was the reverberation of that storm. So it led me to believe I didn't know what was happening at the time, but I've get getting more and more and more sensitive physically. Right. Had lots of injuries and pains and colds during 2023 all coinciding with the activations but getting over much quicker and they've been much more mild 2022 is when i had really massive i couldn't even walk for that one time but well i, I was sick yeah i was sick for the last half of 2022 just about yeah. I would get better for a few days and then I'd get something else, bronchitis, flus, all kinds of stuff, COVID, you name it. So that was yeah. an interesting trip. I never would get sick. What we're realizing about that is it's the body way, body's way of releasing trapped emotional energy. And once you get through that, obviously you feel so much better after the cold, but actually you feel better than you did before the cold. Before, right. Mm -hmm. So we yeah. get back home and... Power's out, <laughs> internet's out, and they're working furiously to fix everything. And then they get the power back on the next morning, but uh, internet doesn't come on. And right. I'm like stuck here. You, you went back to Tampa and mm -hmm. I go through this whole sort of crisis of identity around being successful and had the epiphany that that identity or that label of successful is extremely limiting and it's so counterproductive because i was doing things that a successful person would do that made no sense and was not helpful was not beneficial and i found myself in a hole of debt that just snuck up on me and mm -hmm. realized oh i'm not successful look at all this debt <laughs> there's proof right there i've never <laughs> been successful and this whole ideology or a whole belief system around success is flawed and limited. Mm -hmm. So I, I had the inspiration and I wrote this long email to everyone explaining this new epiphany around success. And I got so much love back from everyone. It was amazing. I got a bunch of people donated to my debt relief cause that was i know not even a thing so cool. <laughs> right. yeah which is so yeah it wasn't like you asked it was i wasn't just, intending was just, that at all no it was really funny because the email wasn't really about that no it was about success and what what is success and how you you know had yeah it just had just placed so much importance on that and yeah it was really beautiful email and the result of it was incredible actually um and then I got a a gift of $5,000 from someone I didn't know at the time. Mm -hmm. And that has now turned into this amazing friendship. But I had never spoken to him, or I don't think I even written him in the email before, or was I knew he was did some stuff with you, but I had never met him before. But to get that significant show of appreciation and love, it was like this instant feedback that the thing that we really want are feelings like that. I had never had this feeling. I cried. I felt loved. Mm -hmm. I felt appreciated. I've always been chasing that by doing things for other people. 
yeah. in a transactional way and always mm-hmm. getting these manifestation events about no one cares about me and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was trying to control the conditions by being generous and doing things for people and you know, showing off whatever it was. Then I received, then I let that go and within 24 hours received this gift. And that was one of the most profound experiences of my life that would not have been possible if I had maintained this illusion of success. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was, that was really, that was an incredible, incredible thing. I I would say I've had a few kind of positive reinforcement feedback things from the loss of identity or the not loss expansion expansion of my identity. And, but for the most part, it hasn't been like you. It's been the opposite. <laughs> well, for me, it's it's uh it's been terrible. <laughs> you had an epiphany early on, was it the 2023 or 2022, maybe even before, where you where you realized you are everything and nothing. Oh, that was 2021. Okay, I just recently realized that in the understanding that you're everything and nothing. That's what the expansion of identity is, because now you're available to everything. There's nothing that limits you in any way, even Mm -hmm. the things that you think are responsible for getting you what you think you want. They're still fantastically limiting. And the last Joshua live, Joshua was talking about, you know, like a spectrum of light that humans can see is very, very, very minutely narrow. Yes. And that they related that to your perspective of yourself. When you have this identity, you take all of what's possible and you focus it on a very narrow band needlessly. Right. And by saying that you're everything and nothing altogether, you widen that possible spectrum to be mm-hmm. all these things. And right. so, you know, had, had I told myself or had someone told me that when you drop this need to be successful or this belief in, or even the even the dis- definition of successful. When you drop yeah. that, you're going to have one of the most profound experiences of your life. How could that be? You mean as a failure, I'm going to have a profound, <laughs> I don't want that. And right. So you do not know what you truly want. What you truly <laughs> right. want yeah. is this yeah. connection, the love, these feelings, because this is a feeling reality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that really is the, that's the idea. I had the everything and nothing experience. And that was, that really was the catalyst for me with all of this. I think uh, with all of my psychic abilities, when I really lean into that and then could feel that it just let me off the hook in a whole lot of ways. Right. But I still had, I still had the identity and it was about maybe six months later. Well, no, a year or so later that then white light, was but I had white light said we're going to take down this brick wall mm-hmm. one brick at a time and this brick wall this identity these things that you believe are Christy and I thought okay I didn't think it <laughs> okay. was a big deal this should be okay. fun <laughs> all right that's interesting okay cool and when I said it I told told Drew about it so let's just listen to this and I, I told him he he stepped back like that he said well that's brave and I thought why now i now i know it's been a it's been a really um fascinating experience for me <laughs> yeah. uh, okay so uh, 
looking back at 2023 and all the experiences that you had mm-hmm. and all the challenges, all the fun times, all the connection, all mm-hmm. the unimaginable stuff. What was the, what would, what would you change if you could? Oh, nothing. Yeah. I know better than that. Right. That's a trick question. <laughs> nothing. Right. Nothing. I mean, I, I'm sure that I look at it and, and still go, Oh, damn it. Right. But I, I still trust that eventually I will understand the reason for all of it. Mm. Right. Even if I don't now, I know somewhere in there, it was, it's all been absolutely for my highest good. And I will be thrilled about it at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. Right now I just accept it. I don't have to like it. <laughs> just accept it. <laughs> well, you said something early on that was really made an impact on me is that if you take anything as a reason to be proud or reason to be, believe you're liked, loved, respect by other people because of some aspect of your personality or identity, or that it involves you at all, then this is the thing you need to look at, right? This is the thing that's, that's really weighing you down or slowing you down. Yeah. Yep. That's it. And it's, you do it. And now I pay attention. <clears throat> I pay attention to that when I feel that showing up, like, Oh, hold on. You remember when I went through the series where I couldn't cook anything? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I pride myself on being this great cook and I, how I express love, but how I was seeing it before was this is something that people like about me. Right. And for two or three weeks, I could not cook a thing. I burnt everything. everything. I undercooked it. Nothing tasted good. But that <laughs> you was were resolved. not happy either going it, through that. <laughs> no, I, I was laughing at it. It resolved itself pretty quickly. And it then did. you said, this is, or Seraphim said, or Wayland said, this is how I show love. Right. And so now I'm like, going into it, I'm just saying, this is how I show love. And I've always been, I receive so much obvious inspiration while cooking that oh you do it's amazing right yes for me cooking i can taste everything i can smell everything i can see all the ingredients i can see how it comes together i can see what it's supposed to look like when it's done all before starting and then i know when something's done intuitively i can do it by smell Smells a big part of it. But in the middle of things, I'll get these ideas and it'll be like, add mustard or add hot sauce because it needs acid. And it just comes and pops. And I'm thinking five steps ahead. It's amazing. So wild. Yeah. It's it's delicious. It's why I'm so fat now. But You can do this with everything. When you understand that you can be tapped in to infinite intelligence, this is available to all of us doing anything if we would just listen to inspiration. And what happens is when we have this identity, any accomplishment or achievement or talent or skill that we believe we have, Mm -hmm. we say that's a Gary thing, right? I'm good. Gary's good because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's what's limiting when you say Gary's good at something. When you say that Gary is just a conduit of infinite intelligence, right? Gary's good at receiving inspiration, receiving intuition, Mm -hmm. receiving direct communication. That's what I want to be 
good at. I right. I don't want to be anything special for Gary. I want to be this person who can channel everything. This is why it was so easy to write four books because it wasn't <laughs> me at all. Right. There was no Gary in that whatsoever. Right. Just, That's the same way with the courses that we did. Yeah. Right. It's just exactly. coming, coming through and I don't really, it's not hard to have to do anything. And yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's it. That goes to the why part of it, where we're all always channeling that. When you recognize that it's not you, you, one, can use that energy. You can channel that creator energy that if you're believing you're doing it yourself, you're not really letting that fully flow. You also understand that no one you just want to express yourself. So in your case, that you're cooking, right? It It is this when you just let it fly and it's, you know, I mean, it's 15 minutes at one o'clock and you just make this lunch that looks like I went to high end restaurant, right? And because you, you might be inspired to cook something for me or for the friends that are there, whatever it is, but really it's not about us we're okay. We don't need the food, but you're inspired and you do it as an expression of your love and you get something out of it. It's the same way I do the readings. People come to me, Oh, I'm sick. I'm right. I'm sad. I'm this, I'm that. And I need you. I need to do a reading. I need you. They don't. The, the thing I get out of it is the flow state, you mm -hmm. know, um, used to be appreciation and stuff like right. that, but now it's, being in that flow state, letting everything go and having no attachment to the outcome. And then just, you like it, you don't like it, it's okay, it doesn't matter. Now, if I could just do that with singing, I'm just here to show my love by singing your song. <laughs> <laughs> Writing music, that'd be great. Or or dancing. I don't think that that's yeah. going to Yeah, I mean, I since gotta... I have to, since I sing so much in those activations, it would really be nice if I could do that as well like if that would be like this beautiful songbird would just show up that <laughs> well, it's it, sounds, voice. it sounds like angels that's what yeah, right. hear. it sounds like uh, angels to me but i know i heard the recording so it doesn't <laughs> it's what they it's what we hear for sure uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> wow yeah so yeah so that's 2023 i'm trying to think if there's anything else you got do you have anything else that's coming to mind i don't know that i I mean, there are more physical things, right, that come to mind, right? like my daughter graduating from college and certain things like that. But I can't. I don't. In in this realm, it's it's really funny to try to describe it. Like for me, just being aware of speaking the light language and that feeling, and and speaking the languages of other people without knowing. I have no idea what I'm doing, and that showing up and you, coming in. That's incredible. If you're remember when you were first started channeling you would do a lot of messages in other languages like italian and zulu and things like this <laughs> yeah i did russian it was weird yeah and we didn't know what that was and you didn't know that you were making any sense but you were saying these words are coming to you and then we could look those up because those are languages that we can we can translate and then messages were always profound and so that led you into light language which we can't really google yep. or, or spell and but it does sound like you're pronouncing the words perfectly yeah when i was finally able because we did it for quite some time before we were ever able to get it to record 
Mm-hmm. You you tried and we, we tried several times. So I had never heard it. Mm-hmm. And in my ear when I'm doing it, well, I'm not really paying attention, but it just sounds like I'm gibberish. Yeah. To me. It doesn't sound like gibberish to me. It sounds no, like. No, then I heard it back and I went, oh my God, it's so clear. The pronunciation is amazing and I can't make those sounds. Yeah, it's really neat. So that's well, a pretty incredible thing about 2023 for me. Another one was in the New York activation. Normally I would just watch or try to record it, which we couldn't record on that one either. Um, yeah, we tried. We had two cameras, nothing recorded. Right. So I'm watching, paying attention, and suddenly these four, what sounded like Native American words, came to me over and mm-hmm. over and over again. And then the idea goes, oh, I should say these things. And then I got chills all over my body, so I knew I had to say them. And then I said them. Now, to me, they came in as thought clearly, and then I was rehearsing them in my mind. And then I said four words. And if you know anything about me, I cannot pronounce a French word or a Spanish word. <laughs> or, you can't? We, no, uh, we were, Lily and I were in uh, in uh, Dominican Republic. And uh-huh. her father took us out to the country. And there was a, there was a beer stand there. Cerveza. They only sell beer. And I went up to them uh-huh. and I said, un cerveza por favor. And they look at each yeah. other like, what language is this? I said, un cerveza, por favor. And they had no idea what I was saying. And then Lily's, Lily's dad had to come up and order for me. <laughs> but that seems right? so clear, but I guess I'm not. Right, to us, yeah. yeah. But I have a difficulty with languages, always have in France. It's the worst. <laughs> I, you know, I butcher it. I'm, a, I'm embarrassed to say it. So anyway, these words came out. How did they sound to you? When you spoke it, it was it was like you had them written down on paper from some Indian medicine man, <laughs> right? I was about jumped out of my chair because usually you're just very passive during the activations. And I say, well, did you get anything? No, not really, right? <laughs> usually. Yeah. And then you have had experiences after the fact or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, definitely in this activation, the activation four was crazy the the fourth work of this level one activation we did oh my god but usually doing them you know you're you're the camera crew Mm -hmm. and i mean half the time when we do them at the house you just disappear you're not even doing them with us you just go in the kitchen make dinner or whatever and i i don't like that would you just stay no i have to get out of there because it's too much activation I know. I know. So I'm here. I am doing this in New York and I'm in my zone and I'm speaking. And then all of a sudden I get quiet for a minute and you start speaking this. I about jumped out of my chair. I wanted to have a party. I was so excited. It was really cool. And then another four words came and I said those four words and that was it. And then I had. And it's interesting. Your, your experience with that is much different than mine because it never goes through my head at all. Yeah. Like talking to you goes through my head right now. I can feel it go through my mm-hmm. brain. This does not. It go. I feel it bubble up, and then I have to just kind of go. Huh. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I do, then it just rolls out, and I have to stuff it back in. I have to yeah. make it stop. <laughs> For the most Great. part, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to an unmanageable 2024. We're gonna. We will schedule a time that we always get together to do this podcast, no matter where you are, whether you're here or Tampa. <clears throat> And we will commit to a schedule. We'll put one out once a week and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And we'll also, I have some, a list of people that I want to bring on to interview. I know we just did one recently with Jessica, probably hasn't aired yet, but about limitation. And I, 
I definitely have some people that I want to talk to because I hear these incredible, unimaginable stories from people all the time. And if people are tuning into this, they want to hear that. They want to know. So aside from our own conceptual things, we'll talk about the unimaginable stories of some of our friends and colleagues are mind blowing. So I, I do have some people. So we'll, we'll do that as well. Well, good. Well, let's make a date with Deborah Jo. She would be the perfect first one. She's to talk first about. on my list, right? Yeah. Great. All right. Well, let's head off towards an unimaginable 2024. It is now January 2nd. Yeah. Yep. Did okay. you know there's been earthquakes and floods all over the world? I did not know that. No. <laughs> I do not watch the news ever, ever, ever. I don't either. It, it was on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I do TikToks, but even my TikTok feed is mostly spiritual stuff, or cats. magic stuff, and cats. kitty cats. Lots of cats. Kitty cats. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Okay, good. All right. Well, Joshua Live is coming up soon, so I have to go meditate. All right, go meditate. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Yeah, 2003 was full of unimaginable experiences, and 2024 is going to be no exception. I'm looking forward to that, sort of. We'll see. But uh, we will make this uh, podcast a regular thing. We're going to do it once a week. We've scheduled a time. We're going to try and do one, and we're going to have a lot of guests on here, too. So we're going to open up this idea. What is unimaginable? What are these kind of experiences? And how do you get to see them yourself and experience them yourself? And this is what this podcast is all about. So thanks for being here. Uh, if you'd like to join our activations group or take any of the Joshua White Light classes, uh, we're starting ones this weekend. So give me an email or send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. Uh, the activations are a very easy thing to do. You listen to a meditation during the week. Then on the weekend, you listen to the activation. That's it. The activations speak to the cells of your body and it gets your body caught up to speed with where you are spiritually and emotionally and all that. Uh, we all have trapped emotions in our body and this is the best way we know how to release them. And the feedback's been nothing short of amazing. So thanks for being here, and we will see you next time. Bye.